Welcome to this Tech Byte segment of Day 2 Cloud with sponsor VMware, and we are talking with Mike Wookie, CTO and VP of Cloud Management. Mike's going to talk with us about real artificial intelligence and machine learning. Real, so that's on Mike to prove to us that it's real and so on. And that is being put to use in vSAN cluster as part of the vRealize AI cloud product, which you might remember being announced as Project Magna back in 2019. So remember, as you're listening to this, Tech Bytes is a short segment. It's about 15 minutes. So stay tuned as we dig right in and get to the heart of what the product actually does today and where it's going tomorrow. Again, with our guest, Mike Wookie. Mike, welcome to Day 2 Cloud. And dude, we got to be honest here. Uh, on Day 2 Cloud, we've been fairly skeptical about AI and ML, but we're at the point where it does seem like AI and ML are real. And so in VMware's example, you guys are using it to optimize vSAN. So for the VMware admins out there that are tuning their vSAN cluster to death by hand, give us an overview of what vRealize AI Cloud can do for them. You know, machine learning has is, is got this mystique around it and um, propagated in the AI circles often by it's going to take over the world or people don't understand the depth of the problems and, and a lot of concerns are being raised. In some cases, the way that you need to think about machine learning in particular is it's a tool. It's a mathematical tool. The reason why it's now starting to become more real is that tool needs data and a lot of data. And over the past decade, you know, the accessibility of data has just increased. The, the movement towards the cloud and the, and the ability to store data in the cloud and the ability to do what's called cohort analysis across vast amounts of data allows the machine learning to improve and in turn become credible. So that's really that pivot point you're sensing. Because hmm. uh, ultimately machine learning is just math, right? And we all maybe remember our statistics 101 class. Well, it's that on steroids with a whole lot of learning and new algorithms that have been built out over the past 20 years. And, and the interesting thing is, is that many of the algorithms that power the most successful machine learning solutions today are not new. No, they were invented in some cases in the 80s and the 90s. And maybe there are some more recent ones which are mostly evolutionary. So there's nothing new here. It's about the data. Mm -hmm. So think about that. And then uh, the other aspect to think about it is it's a tool. It's like a programming language. Too often, real kind of interesting things that people geek out about, they, they kind of get thrown around and science fiction starts to come into people's minds and all of these incredulous things that, that could happen. But it's really about finding the focus about how it can help and deliver measurable outcomes. So you now we looked at vSAN and we said, where's the problems? You know, what, what can we do? And it kind of fit this kind of giant Tetris solution problem we were looking at. It was, A, it's pretty well-tuned today. It comes out of the box pretty well-tuned. And B, it's still, the storage access speed is still something which is quite crucial to an overall application's performance. So could we actually improve that? And it was a valid use case. And on top of that, there is this vast amount of data. There's many, many metrics and configuration capabilities, and, and they're all constantly changing. And probably the most interesting part is the metrics and the shape and the behavior of vSAN vary very much on an environment-by-environment environment basis. 
So that leads me into this thought that when it comes to vSAN, there's a lot of variables to consider because every environment's going to be unique. You've got the hard drives with whatever firmware they're running, and then you've got controllers that are running their own firmware, and it just moves up through the stack. So what kind of information are you collecting from all these vSAN clusters, and how does it inform what the, the algorithm is, is divining? What you just hit there was one of the really interesting misconceptions about machine learning. People think of it as like static algorithms. You know, yeah, linear algebra, A plus B times C equals D, right? It really isn't that. The way, the way to think of it is, to answer your first question, a broad set of data. Configurate everything you just stated, you know, the firmware versions, the, the disk models, the, um, the primary source of data is the pure metrics coming off the system. Both the kind of what I would call the high-level metrics like IOPS and you know, read latency, write latency, read throughput, write throughput, but also a lot of the lower ones, memory consumption, CPU consumption on the hypervisors, um, network uh, information and timing, et cetera, et cetera. So a whole host of broad spectrum of metrics and configuration data. But you really asked probably a more complex question than you were going than you thought you were asking. Traditionally, machine learning as implemented and practitioned in a lot of um, solutions out there, they will construct a model, an algorithm, and it will be designed to be general purpose and they embed it in a product. This general purpose algorithm will perform very well at certain tasks. A great example is metric prediction. I can predict your capacity of your storage is going to exceed X within this window based on a historical analysis of your previous 12 months of data. Okay? It's great. It's a static algorithm. Uh, similarly, with very close to that is anomaly detection common use cases for machine learning. But in this case, as, as, just to take a slight detour to the, to the larger vision, the question we posed is, can we learn the behavior of the environment? Because if we can learn the behavior and the behavior over time, then we can make much better decisions. So right there is the core. So the question then comes, well, how can you learn the behavior? So the challenge is you've got to start somewhere. There's a classic chicken and egg problem. You can't start to do things if you don't know anything about the environment. So therefore, what do you do? So we spent, frankly, a long time testing and building out um, what we call base models or ba the base baseline uh, from different simulations, from different environments as part of our beta and, and test uh, of, of the whole system. And we've essentially integrated all of that data and we have built a broad set of knowledge within an initial model that gets deployed into the kind of customer's environment, so to, to model that environment. And what that model does is kind of like a do-no-harm model. It will not harm or make anything worse per se, but it will start to explore and learn about your environment slowly. You know, what, and, and what it's learning isn't so much the vSAN version or the vSAN software. It's learning how the vSAN software is reacting to your particular workloads and your particular application demand on the storage system. And so what happens after about a number of days, all this data comes back, analysis is happening in line, and it 
create what's called a digital twin. A digital twin is essentially, well, it sounds like it's a memory resident model of your environment, your application demand, your vSAN behavior. And then we train a new machine learning algorithm on that, new machine learning model, what's called a policy. And then we evaluate that policy to see if it's better than the baseline or the one that's currently running, and we deploy it back into the customer's environment, at which point you now have something which knows something about the environment. And we iterate this, and we continually iterate this, and we learn more and more and more about the environment and its behavior. And at some point it hits kind of like termination where we can't learn anymore. So one one of the things I noticed about this process, Mike, is that um, you you get a constant optimization, uh, or, or the idea is it's not a tune it and forget it, but it's the environment changes and maybe you need to tune things several times a day or a week or over some period of time. Is that am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's a different thing. So what I just described was how we learn the environment. Hmm. So that would say, if you think about it, if we if at day zero we don't know anything about the environment, and at day 30 we know quite a lot about the environment. Therefore, what that gives us is an understanding of how to tune the environment. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So what you will see over a period of said 30 days is that you will slowly see better, better performance right? until it hits some realistic maximum based on your environment capacity and capabilities and the workload you're running. Now, as part of this, the other dimension is continual tuning. What what you've got to think of as micro-tuning. If you think about workloads, and if you think particularly about workloads in shared environments, where vSAN is supporting many workloads, many applications, they're all asking questions and getting data and have different needs continually changing in aggregate. And what you really want to do is you want to be able to divert resources around to meet the demand at that point in time. Right? If you can do that, your aggregate performance will, incru- will improve dramatically. This could be done by humans. Right? A human being could sit there and watch the streams of data and be sitting there going, geez, let me change this tunable to this now because I'm seeing a slight de- <laughs> Right, But frankly, I hate to tell you, humans can't do that. We suck. <laughs> we suck at that. Like you said, this could be done by humans. And I'm like, I don't know a human that could pull it off well, I guess. But <laughs> well, it's actually an interesting part of the human brain. This is in a part of the study that says um, we are really, really bad at correlating patterns in uh, in vast data uh, streams and vast data uh, breadth. And that's really where machine learning can shine. Hmm. So, yeah, so you have these two things. One is learning the environment. Two is being able to adapt the tuning and the performance of that vSAN cluster based on what we know about the environment and, and its behavior to tune to that point in time. But it's even more interesting than that. If you can understand the behavior of the environment over the time, you can predict what it's going to do. Now, you can't predict that your vSAN cluster is suddenly going to have a spike 30 days in the the future, but you can predict what it's going to do in the next five to 60 minutes Mm. based on what it's done in the past. And the more you learn about the environment, the better that prediction goes. What this then allows you to do is to tune 
knowing what's going to happen with a certain confidence. And this really starts to, to, to turn the, the performance needle. That makes sense? It does. It does. Something that comes to mind is that vSAN is not the only tunable thing in your vSphere environment. Uh, I think of a service like DRS that could also potentially benefit from an AI and a model that's a little more sophisticated than what it does today. Is that something that's going to be added to this vRealize AI cloud service at some point, like some other components within VMware's SDDC? Yeah, it is. I mean, kind of <laughs> future plans are future plans, but yes, it, it is. <laughs> it, it is certainly that this the way we design this is to scale on multiple dimensions. Um, the, obviously, the data collection dimension is one piece. The learning is another, and the third is the functional dimension. And um, it is certainly ripe for all of the infrastructure components, and not just that, but what, to actually. You have problems which have existed in these these systems, like noisy neighbor problems. Now, if I if I deploy um, an app into this environment, how do I know it's not going to suddenly take all the network resources or have a huge impact on storage that will affect the existing applications that are already there? All of these problems that have been previously in the domain of extremely um, extremely intelligent administrators who have to understand every nuance of the environment to try and optimize these things can now start, they can start to get an assist from this machine learning capability. So yeah, sure, go and optimize vSphere, go and optimize NSX, you know, go, go and optimize um, them all integrated and working together so that they kind of what we, what we call multi-model learning or cross-discipline learning understand how it all works. But then you didn't go in further than that, right? How about the really sexy thought about, hey, I only really care about my app, right? Can you optimize my app, my infrastructure to give me the best performance for page load times? Right, because it's completely possible because if you can measure page load times, then you can learn the relationship between the page load time and the infrastructure components, networking most likely in this case, but could be storage, could be compute on the particular container or VM that's supporting it. And then, you know, this, this, this whole space is really interesting. As the resident networking guy in the show, I submit that the network is never at fault. It's always some other part no. of the stack. <laughs> well, Mike, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Uh, it is nice that we're actually at the point in the conversation where AI and ML are not merely marketing buzzwords, but are starting to be used to drive real change. And of course, this is part of the self-driving data center initiative that VMware has been talking about for quite a while. If you're listening to this and you want to dig into more on what VMware is doing in this area, vmware.com slash product slash V Realize AI. That's the landing page that gateways you to a whole bunch of things, videos and white papers and so on that you can read and review. And our thanks again to Mike Wookie for appearing today on Day 2 Cloud during this Tech Byte segment. <laughs>